0: I had a little thing that I wanted to talk about. Um,
1: What's up? Michael's so on is?
0: Amazon, the documentary series called Lorena just came out. And I already watched it all. It's about Lorena Bobbitt. Do y'all know who she is? Country singer? No. Oh, okay. No. Educators. Okay. I'm glad you guys don't know. Who is know. this person? No, I'm glad you guys don't know. Um, Because I want to, like, talk about her as one of my people in an episode. So like. Don't watch the documentary yet. But. You should watch it. Eventually. Because it's amazing. And. um, It like. the The basic story is about like. This husband and wife couple. Who. The wife was getting abused by him. And she. Fought okay. back. So. Um, but that's all I'm going to say. Don't look it up. She cut his dick off. Up. <laughs> she cut his dick Monica. off. <laughs> knew,
1: knew oh, you. Monica!
2: She mutilated Oh, that
0: was a joke.
2: I, that what? I'm uh, sorry. So that's what happened? I thought you looked
0: it up. Yeah. <gasps> no! Yeah. <gasps> oh! <laughs> yeah. So. Sorry. Nice. I
2: didn't mean to ruin you... that.
0: It's okay. Emily, I mean, we're just like, it's like this. so well known. <laughs> My what? We're like this yeah no yeah
1: (laughs) how'd you know that monica
2: it's like my first thought to like
1: every single time Mm -hmm. really (laughs) Ooh, just cut away oh my gosh
0: isabel do you want to introduce us
1: all right yeah this is uh two girls one scaredy cat this is isabel talking um i'm the scaredy cat
0: yeah i'm emily i'm monica And if we sound different...
1: Yeah, we're trying out something new, so... Hopefully hopefully we don't sound too different. Um, Yeah. Um, We're recording remotely. Yeah, like, we're all each at our houses. (laughs) Yeah, and other podcasts do this. It's just, we did this without Wolf right now, so we're all kind of confused. We're hoping (laughs) it is
0: working, (laughs) so
1: sorry
0: wolf yeah sorry wolf we are trying <laughs> oh my gosh
2: um regardless this is a topic i would want to like revisit yeah wow revisit oh, at for sure. a certain point for sure so like if this is like all completely thrown out and awful awfully recorded for like let's let's hope not Mm-hmm. At least there, there are just so many our charismatic are... leaders out there that are just g- ruining the world.
0: <laughs> well, I really think that a lot of the topics that we choose um, deserve a part two for us to talk about yeah, other cases. I think so. Absolutely.
1: I think there's so many cases that have fit our themes that I've heard of, mm-hmm. that I'm interested in that i want you guys to cover
2: yeah um, isabel just because i'm us... not gonna
1: look at my, myself obviously yeah, don't do that but, <laughs> but i think this is a cool one that we've kind of hit on in the past but i think we, get we also to details uh, like you guys get to go and see details and i just yeah. get to react
0: <laughs> i think that we talk about cults like outside of the podcast a lot a lot, a lot. <laughs> really? a like lot. I don't know why like,
1: in general conversation <laughs> <not? They're> fascinating yeah <laughs> I mean we talked we talk about fitness cults a lot too like just right or
0: lululemon. Lululemon.
1: yeah I was gonna say lululemon um I mean so- soul cycle mani <laughs> she
2: has something to say y'all, y'all like... I totally <laughs> forgot there's a literal cult that's like down the street like, I'm not yeah. even joking. Oh. I forgot about this. Yeah, we. Uh, it's like. Oh my god, what is it called? It's like the cult of or something like that. Yeah, and it's weird because it's like right next to like the and, and like, shit, cut all of that out because that describes exactly where yeah I
1: live. <laughs> yeah oh my Like we Seven both live by each other. other
2: also cut out the name of the cult because then you'll find out where i live
0: yeah like let's
1: where we not... both live
0: <laughs> yeah isabel oh we god. did <laughs> yeah okay so i am I, writing yeah.
1: it down right now oh my god there are
0: I... absolutely way too many texas cults that i'm comfortable oh the, by... oh
1: the cowboy church one have you heard of that yeah there's a cowboy no, church it. it's a it's kind of called like is what i heard no it's oh. like a religion there's like churches out in the middle of the world nowhere that's called mm-hmm. like the cowboy church
2: Jesus. we should look it up i have yeah, no. Comments. I will. I, have no I don't comments. know
1: anything else other than that there's multiple of them. And every time I pass by them and talked about it to somebody, they're like, Oh, did you know it's like a cult?
0: Ugh,
1: God. Don't at me if you're a part of the cowboy church. <laughs> don't at <laughs> me. Yeah, don't,
0: please don't come at us. <laughs> uh, I, I,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh Monica, you said you had a couple of things that you wanted to talk about.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, so. um I originally wanted to do this. I was so stoked about this topic. And like, I, you could ask Wolf. I texted him, like, I want to say in November about this topic. And I was like, okay, whenever we do this, I'm calling this one. I realized it wasn't a cult, but it's fascinating because of this one specific thing. Okay. So I, y'all know that one song, Don't Blame Me by Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> By Taylor Swift? Yeah,
1: okay, yes, with, I'll get there. Song? I'll
2: get there. Okay, okay. so it basically, there's one line in it, and it's like, my drug is my baby, you'll never get me to quit it. And I was like, wait, what? Taylor Swift has a drug addiction? And then she I like looked up, like, <laughs> does Taylor Swift have a drug addiction on Google? And then I found a list that was like, 12 things you never knew about Taylor Swift. And, like, one of them was like, she may or may not have one. I don't know. She like owned up to it in a song, but we've never heard anything else about it. Dot, dot, dot. Probably doesn't though. Anyway, so the, one of the things on that list was there's this wildly believed conspiracy theory that she is the daughter of a famous Satanist reincarnated. Yeah, I know
0: what you're talking about. And I, about.
2: I was like, what? And this person, you find I'll show that you a photo. picture. Oh, I have them ready.
0: Yeah, you have it. You have Hold it. On. Okay, good, good. I'm gonna share my
2: screen, and then I have the links ready for you as well. Turn
1: on the screen Wait, turn on. Is this? Are we talking about Taylor Swift still?
2: No, I'm talking about so, the famous cult leader. Or not cult leader? The, the Satanist.
0: Oh. Like I've seen that picture like floating around the internet. It's crazy. Oh, come on. It's
1: not that sharing. she's the daughter of this guy.
0: The, a girl it's a woman
1: oh the it's... daughter of the woman
0: yes except for she looks no, the so daughter of like the guy her.
2: so the person is called Zena. uh
0: yes that that's the one that
1: oh my I, god yeah. yeah
2: like the top but, photo is her not yeah. taylor swift the only photo that is taylor swift is the bottom left one where she's smiling at us and there's it's crazy yeah
0: it's crazy Wow. so crazy yeah they, they look identical they do
1: but i it, met a girl at camp church camp lol mm-hmm. um, who was friends with her mom was best friends with taylor Swift's mom. so mm-hmm. i don't know oh i, I
0: mean that, yeah so. i know <laughs> but uh, i mean
2: okay this myth is like wildly debunked because this woman is still alive Right. So it's like she can't <laughs> be this person reincarnated. Also, Satanists aren't bad.
0: but Whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, you know her that last name, LaVey, is like Anton LaVey as in the leader of the – or the creator of the Church of Satan? Yeah, that's her dad. Wait. That's her
2: dad? That's her dad, yeah. And she, oh like, left God. the Church of Satan and became, like, this, like, German pop singer
1: wait she's also a pop. yeah isn't that really interesting wait, she's
2: also yeah she is okay mm-hmm. that's, that's that, I didn't know crazy that. but they both l- are living right now and like
1: they're both obviously living right now, not
2: the same person yeah they both oh, are living right. right now so it's like Damn.
1: It's-
2: have they ever been seen in the same place i don't know
1: <laughs> maybe we should okay um, hey can we force them to be in the same place is there like a word?
0: I mean, I me with all my powers <laughs> invite swift. this person to a taylor swift concert yeah
1: <laughs> just do it would
0: and my
1: second
2: okay. tangent that i wanted to bring up was um through my research on cults which is our topic we said that right our topic is yes, cults and of. um I found, like, this absolutely famous, or not famous, but he's a well-known deprogrammer named Rick Ross, LOL, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was confused because it's... There's an actual Rick Ross? Yeah, um, and I'm sending you a screenshot right now, again, (laughs) But Rick Allen Ross was born in 1952. He's an American deprogrammer, cult specialist, and the founder and executive director of the nonprofit Cult Education Institute. Wow. So, upload. And they're, like, vastly... So, Rick Ross, the other guy, is, like, a famous rapper.
0: Yeah. And
2: (laughs) Rick Ross, the cult (laughs) specialist and deprogrammer. They're wildly different men. So, I thought...
0: Yeah,
1: totally
2: this would be a difficult. funny side by side to have that's
0: on social not... media.
1: Oh my gosh, white
0: <laughs> One is a black man and one yeah. is a white man. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: what? Um, oh man, that's, that's hilarious. It's just so funny because whenever I like read like information like Rick Ross says this, I'm imagining like Rick Ross saying like "cult of yeah. yo, yeah, I don't know. for
0: sure.
1: <laughs> anyway. Oh like,
0: my god, that's so funny! Do I have some rock, paper, scissors, uh, y'all. I have one more. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh, go ahead.
2: I go just ahead. have the definition of a cult outlined. I don't know if you had that too, but I just wrote it. Down. I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Because um, I going to know, say it before the or after. Of a cult,
1: so that would there be are fun. many. It, it, it's. It's, and
2: I'm sure like Emily would uh, agree when she was researching it because. If you look up cult on Webster Dictionary, there's not really, like, a fine line between cult and religion. And then there's, like, the colloquial way of referring to things as cult. Like, um, Pulp Fiction is a cult favorite. Or, like, a cult movie. Like, there's a big following behind it. But they're not, like, people... Well, I mean, there might be people that are just, like, beating up people in the name of Fight Club. But... um... (laughs) I mean,
1: like, the Heathers is a cult classic and I'd beat someone up about it exactly and it's it, it's fascinating
2: because like there is that word and there's so many definitions so like according to Merriam-Webster it's like basically anything that has like a really big following and then the Harvard the definition that I chose and I think really encapsulates the soul of the type of cults that we're talking about right now is um one by robert j lifton okay before i get into it like okay so we all grew up catholic we all went to catholic school right like at one point catholicism was thought of as a cult because like i had a like super Mm -hmm. fast uprising people all believed in these same tenets
1: I mean, there was a charismatic leader, which
2: was Jesus Christ. And then, like, in addition to that, pe- the, like, um, Roman pagans. And I think the Jews were saying that, like, these people are weird because they're eating the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. Literally, remember? Yeah. I remember right. we were taught by that in class. They were saying, like, this is why there is, like, so many issues with this. And, like, even though they weren't, like, literally doing it, like, they were saying yeah. that. Or, like, depending on what sect of religion you believe in. Anyway. Well, we so, so, I... This is funny. I don't want to disrespect all religion. I just want to discuss the fascinating, like, bubbling of, like, human phenomena that's, like, really freaky cults that make, like, people kill people and, like, all that, you know? So, okay, right. back to the definition. So, psychiatrist Robert J. Lifton, who once taught at Harvard Medical School, wrote a paper called Cult Formation in the early... 1980s and he basically like outlined three major tenets of uh that are common shared features shared by destructive cults so one the charismatic leader i think we could all agree on that right yeah yep who becomes an object of worship Mm -hmm. and uh as the general principles that uh, originally sustain the group lose power. So it's like they may have, they may have started off with, like, good intentions. Like, the one that I'm going to talk about eventually does. But, like, it turns yeah. from, like, just a group of people, like, that are really, like, big fans of X, Y, and Z. And then it turns into, like, this brother Joe or, like, I don't know sister isabel hey uh are like the cult leaders and we like put them above anything else and they're like maybe even above yes. hum- being human right okay so the living leader has no meaningful accountability and becomes the single most defining element of the group it's the person right the source of power and authority cool okay so number two yes the process of indoctrination or education that is used as coercive persuasion or thought reform which is basically like brainwashing like with scientology don't add us, bro. Yes. So, um, and then, Tom Cruise,
0: please do not add us. <laughs> Tom Cruise, please. Hi. Um, no. Will Smith. Alec Baldwin. I know.
1: Liam yeah. Remini. Yeah.
2: No longer. Yeah. Um, so this is, like, really seen by members of the group doing things that are, aren't in their best interests, but are consistently – the best interest of the group or the leader. Which kind of plays into mine also. Um, And then third is economic, social, or other sort of exploitation of the group members by the leader and the ruling, like, group. Mm -hmm. So some cults, like, control money, some groups... Wow. Uh, Control the way you dress, control the way you talk. Um, You can... What was the thing? Get Some married them... at the age of 12. Exactly. Or um, force sexual acts upon people as well, yep. which is rape. Mm. Um, yep. So yeah, just Mine I just wanted like to that, talk about so. the definition about that. But then there's like a couple of other like floating uh, tenets of like destructive cults, which are like, if you don't believe in the group, it's either one, really difficult to leave the group or two, like you're completely shunned and like cut off of your like
0: thing
2: also can we talk about the Amish like that can be a sidebar like in between but like I love the Amish yeah okay
0: well you know what I was thinking like what you just said about how um like when you're if you try to leave or something a lot of issues with cults um at least that I've observed and seen in my research would be like you 've already isolated yourself like as an individual person by aligning yourself with this group, so mm-hmm. like you don 't talk to your family anymore you don 't talk to your children anymore um you 've given all your money to the cult, et cetera, et cetera, and so if you try to leave, you have nothing, you literally have nothing, so it 's easier yeah. f- to stay. Uh, most it's, of the time your
2: job is so. with the family they tell you or with the cult they tell you that your family doesn't care about your yeah. well-being so you should stay away they from brainwash them you. they tell you your family is right. evil
1: they isolate yeah. you yeah. They, can, they convince they you that brainwash yeah. you
2: yeah which yeah, is like exactly. what uh, abusers yeah. do but this is just done on a grander scale with more people
0: yeah right
2: it's, it's just crazy. fascinating like cults and to get are out of one
1: is so insane so, so
2: hard, hard. I mean, yeah and they might kill you or like kidnap you uh, yeah and do in a desert like the wife of the dude from scientology
1: yeah yep <laughs> i mean do you remember
2: i mean i'm just gonna drag him like come at me i gonna... do you
1: remember that uh, i won't
2: tell you where i am
1: teen you young adult book that you really liked that you i don't think you finished the uh the series but it was about oh god the Naturals. One of the characters yeah. in that story was a part of a cult, and she got out. It was interesting how they did that whole arc right. of her character because her um, "quote unquote" natural power was to lie. Like she's a living lie detector, right? Because of her like right. influences of being in that cult and having to lie through, you know, seeing visions. So she was that cult leader's favorite person and to like get out mm. she put, like just put on different masks to help herself with that trauma interesting yeah I'd, I love I really that. liked that
0: series I yeah, should you should finish it but <laughs> I
1: love that series I read it and we read it all the time because it's on my phone The Naturals yeah, yeah. it
0: sounds
2: good. Really good yeah
0: that's what it's called it's yeah, it's sort of true crime It really is. They
1: solve cold cases with their natural abilities is the yeah. purpose oh, of it. cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really neat. It's really neat.
1: So. Okay. Alrighty.
0: So. Mine is all a right, Texas right. cult. Ouch. Um, Woo! I'm stoked. Yeah.
1: Uh shouts out texas <laughs>
0: um this one's one i've had like it's pretty crazy really about the about i mean like i've been hearing about it my whole life and i still learn new things about it basically every time i look it up um okay um don't forget to have the drive open so that you guys can um see the pictures Okay. Got it. So, I'm going to be talking about the branch Davidians, Uh aka ultimately I'm going to be talking about the famous Waco siege. Um What? You, you've, do, you you've never, we Waco, do you never We were do you not remember this? <laughs>
2: no. You've never heard of this? Oh my god, it's like I feel like whenever anyone I feel like
0: people ask not from Dallas ask about Yeah, anytime that Waco, thing Waco that comes up people are like time. oh my god Waco yeah it's and you'll see why in a second
1: the cat's cute Waco. Oh I know right <laughs> Stay Oh my god okay um is that why we call Waco Waco
0: it could play is into this it like
1: <laughs> Does that play into no. this or is that just... I think they've
0: always called it Wacko, but I think it doesn't help, so... <laughs>
1: that this is... This happened I think, there, too. is it
0: like a GPS okay. mispronunciation? So before I start talking about, um, like, the main focus of the Branch Davidians, um, which, me, for me, I'm going to be talking about David Koresh's group of the Branch Davidians, because, as you will see in a second it is way more complicated than people might think. Um, So uh, I'm going to give some background (laughs) info on what the Branch Davidians actually are. So yeah, no, it's important. (laughs) So I I need it. (laughs) They, they're a religious group that originated in 1955 and they were a schism Among the Shepherd's Rod Davidians, the Branch Davidian group initially was led by a guy named Benjamin Roden. Um, but all of these uh, branches that I'm talking about came originally from the Seventh Day Adventists, so. The Seventh Day Adventists, oh okay, weren't enough for this guy named Benjamin, and he left and started his own shit. <laughs> so, um, this guy named Benjamin, he came down to Waco, um, which is where he made the headquarters for the Shepherd's Rod Davidians, and um. Then he died and his wife took over and she moved everybody to the Mount Carmel Center, which is in Waco in 1959. So this is going to come up because this is where everything takes place. Um, Then this the wife that had taken over, like had come forth with this prophecy, this doomsday prophecy, basically saying that the world was going to end. And it didn't happen, <laughs> and so people were kind of pissed. They were like, "Okay, we prepared for nothing." Uh,
1: they moved for this.
0: I love that. Did what?
1: Did they move because of the prophecy, or so
0: the prophecy didn't end up taking okay. place? So she okay. was like, "The world's going to end on this day," and it didn't. And people, okay. people, people were mad. Wait, he's the a wife lady of the leader? original leader. When he died, so got oh. it. Okay, it's like
2: the court case in Kimmy Schmidt where John Hamm is like,
0: <laughs> "I'm
2: sorry, I got the date wrong." Like, if it's illegal to be bad at math, then blah blah blah. And everyone was like, "Oh, oh he's God. right." Like, blah blah oh blah. It's not his fault.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway, go man.
2: on um love a good John
0: Ham so a guy um named um sorry sorry the um when so the wife's prophecy didn't come true people were mad then the branch davidians were formed so so basically another branch of the branch of the branch okay it's so confusing Whatever. It sounds so, like <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> okay so it's like doomsday doomsday group no the seventh day Adventists, the doomsday group and then something and then this is where we are yes okay
0: yes crazy cool so um in 1981 mm. ultimately a man named vernon howell took over the branch davidians and I'm going to talk about how he did that because it did is totally nuts. Did he kill totally some nuts. people? Um, it's not bad looking. No, but it's pretty nuts. So Vernon Howell arrived in Waco in 1981 to the compound. So the Mount Carmel compound. Um, and he was well received by nearly everyone there. Everyone really liked him. And then he had an affair with the prophetess of the Branch Davidians. Yeah, he did. Okay. Her name is Lois, and she was in her late sixties, and Vernon was in his late twenties. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so big big. Like nothing against
1: that. I'm
0: just like and. (laughs) Right, no, it's kind of surprising um so uh Vernon Howell wanted a child with her Wait, and that's not... um he believed he believed, <laughs> he believed okay. that this child would be the chosen one. was he able to uh, but she died, and her son George inherited the position of prophet and leader of the Branch Dividend. <laughs> okay. um, nope. And George isn't going to fuck Vernon. <laughs> so that Wait, that kind of just... makes shit complicated. Sorry. I and just... also George why, really. Why
1: do you get what? to be the prophet if your mother was the prophet? Is this a family thing?
0: I guess. Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm sorry. You would
0: think that that's not how oh, it okay. works. But apparently it is. But we're talking <laughs> about like fake
1: Someone shit, believes you know? in it, and It's not that fake. <laughs> uh...
0: it's, it's fake. I mean, <laughs> no offense of, to any branch uh, Davidians out there.
2: <laughs> what is it like familial lineage with um religious groups? Uh, like, that was really powers. common. That's why they didn't let popes get married. I think uh that's the split between Shia and Sunni Muslims. Not to geek out, right? At all, but... no, no, for you're sure, right. you're just... totally
1: right. It's just um, funny to think so... that that's still a.
2: <laughs> yeah like it's not fair like it's like you were born and like now you're like the yeah, leader of a it's
1: whatever cold it's not yeah, a it democracy anyways any so <laughs> does it <matter>? so
2: <laughs> it's like right, with family right. businesses like you're not the best one to run anyway at like 19 so like why
0: <laughs> right um so obviously this led to some clashes between george and vernon um Vernon actually um, had most of the loyalty of the Branch Davidians Um, and uh, like and George was trying to get people to come onto his side and he challenged Vernon um, to raise the dead. (laughs) That was. That was his challenge. So he was going so far as to exhume a corpse to demonstrate his spiritual supremacy. <laughs> Same. Um And in George, case y'all. The outsider. Type. So George. Yeah. The, oh. The new prophet. The okay. baby. The prophet. No, no, no. The current leader. The prophet. The, the, the one current leader. Lead
2: the 36 year old.
0: Yeah. Vernon is the one Okay. who was boinking that guy's mom. Good boinking! Boinking! <laughs> <laughs> so in case you guys didn't know exhuming a corpse from a grave is illegal
2: oh good to know (laughs) I have to cancel my plans tonight
0: (laughs) so uh, because George basically dug up a dead body Vernon saw this as an opportunity to file charges against him
1: so smart
2: that is so smart
0: yes (laughs) <laughs> so this led to a raid um, on November 3rd, 1987, by Vernon and seven of his followers, equipped with five twenty two caliber semi-automatic rifles. Um, Why well, do you need runs, that much power? Bunch of gun power. I'm um,
1: saying well, you do don't. That many you guns. definitely don't.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, their objective seemed to be to retake the land that Vernon had left three years earlier although they claimed to have been trying to obtain evidence of George's illegal activity yet they didn't even have a camera George, with them to like prove oh. yeah. what was actually going on dug a dead body up yeah so um, the trial when this went to trial ended with Um, The jury finding Vernon not guilty. And um, uh, this led to basically Vernon overthrowing George and becoming the new spiritual leader of the Branch Davidians. So he changed his name to David Koresh oh okay so i was wondering where david
2: comes in he yeah
0: Yeah. he was there all along he just changed his name
2: he like
0: doesn't Uh, look that bad and i'm not concerned he's he looks like um, a late 1980s early 1990s man um he actually played the guitar and was in a band so um it totally fits so, um, he changed his name to David Koresh, um, huh. in order to represent the biblical okay. King David sure. Whatever you say. and Cyrus the Great, Cyrus. because in Hebrew, Koresh stands <laughs> for Cyrus. Yeah. So his what name is King David Cyrus hole. the Great.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. He's full of himself. So in 1989... Uh, Koresh used used his power as a spiritual leader to take several how spiritual many? wives. I want to guess how
2: young these girls were. Anyway, are they like sub thirteen? I bet this is like problem. Well, I'll tell you
0: why in a second.
1: Ew! I don't like that they I, was right, 12, yeah. I was right, but yeah, you
2: are so happy about this man.
1: <laughs> Ew.
0: No, it's, it's totally disgusting. So they were. They they were as young Ooh. as twelve, so they went all the way from like an adult to twelve years old. Um, so he was. Wait, how many? The point of this was to create things, a lineage of world rulers. How many oh, young things. naive girls? I'll talk about it in a second. Um. Yeah, they have no clue. They have they have yep. no idea. I mean, if it's they're in a... this cult at all, it's because their parents. It's are not in a it, choice. You know? So. Yeah. That's not, it's not their choice. It's
2: their parents' choice and they were forced into it.
0: Right. So this raised allegations of child abuse which will come up later. <laughs> so, um David Koresh interpreted the um the book of Revelation to his own advantage. Oh. But specifically um Revelation chapter 5 verse 2 he identified himself with the lamb as in the lamb of God, as in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So uh, he suggested that he as the lamb was to come and lay a path ahead of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, By the time of the siege in 1993 that I'm going to be talking about, Koresh encouraged his followers to think of themselves as Students of the Seven Seals rather than as Branch Davidians, but everybody calls them the Branch Davidians. Uh, So it's kind of confusing. We're just going to keep calling them the Branch Davidians. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. On August 5th, 1989, David Koresh released the New Light audio tape in which he said that he had been told by God to procreate with the women in the group to establish a house of David of his special people. What the fuck? Mm. This involved separating married couples in the group who had to agree that only he could have sexual relations with the <laughs> wives while the men should I observe think I've heard celibacy. No. They this yeah. This horny bastard. This horny bastard. Yeah, it's disgusting. He also said that God had told him to start building an army of God to prepare for the end of days and a salvation for his followers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so by 1992, most of the land belonging to the group had been sold except for a core 77 acres, which is still a lot of land. But um, Waco is a really big town for those that don't know. Also I should probably say where Waco is.
1: Yeah. Um in relation like, to like Dallas. An, but the thing is It's like
0: an hour. Perfectly in the middle between yeah. Dallas
1: but and it's Austin. like an hour from here. It is. It? But I think with Joanna um, and Chip Gaines, they really put Waco on the map. Yeah. So yeah. if yeah. you don't watch H D T V Oh that Waco's is so true. in Texas, it's an hour away from Dallas. Yeah. So
0: I would argue that this put Waco you know on the map funny? and then Chip and Joanna put Waco on the map in a positive way. <laughs> oh, that's a
1: word, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you if you like current times,
0: because sure, sure, sure. like,
1: I don't I didn't know the story. Uh, right. right. Or I think I've heard of it. It's like pinging something in the back of my head of recollection. But like, I think I you think will of,
0: have heard of it by the end yeah my story but the thing
1: so. is i think of waco now with which Chip you and Joanna should Kings. because they so, are
0: nice Chip people and, and are yeah. you know building great homes for folks so <laughs> okay so um so they have 77 acres out there in waco most of the buildings had been removed or were being salvaged for construction materials to convert much of the main chapel and the tall water tank into apartments so that the people of the cult could live there. Um, Many members of the group had been involved with the Branch Davidians for many generations and had very large families. So um, there was quite, quite a bit of people living out there, which I'll talk about um, shortly. Okay, so... We are in February of 1993. Put yourself there. We weren't alive, but try to put yourself there.
2: I was like, "Where was I?" <laughs> it was a
0: mere twinkle in my father's eye. <laughs> I was not I even um a thought yet. So okay, you're uh, probably a thought. Where your my parents mom did not, not want yet? kids. No my my mom did not oh. want children. Um, but yeah, okay. So on February 27th of 1993, the Waco Tribune Herald newspaper began publishing what they called the Sinful Messiah, which were a series of articles that reported allegations that David Koresh had physically abused children in the compound and had committed statutory rape by taking multiple underage brides. So that was a big deal. I agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, Koresh was also said to advocate polygamy for himself and declared himself married to several female residents of the small community. Wow. According to the paper, Koresh declared he was entitled to at least 140 wives. Why? He didn't have that many. The entitlement on this man. Yeah. Yeah. So... The plan for him was obviously one day to have at least 140, um, which is disgusting. Um, And that he was entitled to claim any of the women in his group as his and that he had fathered at least a dozen children and that some of these mothers became brides as young as 12 or 13. In addition to allegations of sexual abuse and misconduct, Koresh and his followers were suspected of stockpiling illegal weapons. So that's a problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot. A
0: lot. Um, a lot, a lot. <laughs> In May of 92, the chief deputy of McLennan County, which is where Waco is, um... He called the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, a.k.a. the ATF, to notify T- them uh, that his office had been contacted by a local UPS representative concerned about a report by a local driver. The UPS driver said a package had broken open on delivery to the Branch Davidian residence, um, revealing firearms and grenade casings oh my God. and black powder. Yeah. Thank yeah. God
2: it broke open.
0: Right? Also, I didn't...
1: Can you send firearms? Higher...
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. there's, like, limitations oh, on okay. how you can buy them.
0: Yeah, they can be sent to you, but um, we'll get into why these were issues in a second. Um...
2: Also, they're not breaking open your packages, so, like, how would they know? Like, in theory, I think I knew someone that used to buy, like, or... Someone would send them marijuana oh, right. in the mail. Because
1: it's illegal to oh look God. in someone else's mail. Like, it's mail. Yeah. And it is. Crazy, even for, right?
0: Um, even yeah. for USPS workers. So That's why if your package so on open... June 9th, you can have a lock case. It, yeah, if,
1: if it's on accident, yeah. whatever, man.
0: <laughs> but if that's, it looks like
1: it's been whipped open and not by accident, you can have a lock friend. case. I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a lawyer.
0: No, you're right. You're right. So, on June 9th, the ATF opened, so of 92. Still not born? uh, The ATF opened yeah, no, (laughs) even further back in time. Um, Mario wasn't even born. Mario! Mario! (laughs) (laughs) Mario! (laughs) Uh, its me, Mario! uh yeah i made that joke no. sorry um so the atf opened a formal investigation and a week later it was classified as sensitive from both houston and waco headquarters the documentary It's weird that houston would be um i think like that the biggest atf organization in texas is in houston oh uh, that makes sense because um, we hear about Houston a lot in the story, actually. So there was a documentary called Inside Waco, and it claimed that the investigation started in 1992, and the ATF became concerned over reports of automatic gunfire coming from the oh. compound. Yeah. On July 30th, ATF agents David Aguilera and Skinner visited Wait, is this the Branch the one where Benin's
1: Gun Except
0: the woman and in... uh, Yeah, a lot of them are dead. He kill them? Um, oh, okay. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of, I think you're thinking of Jonestown. Okay, okay. I was like. Um,
2: I always mix those two up.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, these two ATF agents visited the Branch Davidian <laughs> gun dealer. Who tried to get them to talk with David Koresh on the phone. Uh, Koresh offered to let ATF inspect the da- the Davidians' weapons and paperwork and asked to speak with Aguilera, but Aguilera declined. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so the sheriff, the um, Waco sheriff, told reporters regarding law enforcement that we're talking with David, um, like, you know, go well, like go out and talk to them. Notify them that you're like. That There's been an investigation because they're obviously going to, like, try not to be investigated. Like, they're going to be like, here's all of our paperwork. here. Here's what we actually have. They don't want to get in trouble. Um, well,
1: yeah. So, you the know, ATF... they don't want them on the compound. Yeah, you know, like, no Complex. one... Compound, whatever you call it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to get raided. They don't want yeah. um, to be arrested. So... um Instead, the ATF began surveillance from a house across the road from the compound several months before February of 93. Uh, Their cover was noticeably poor. (laughs) Get get this. They pretended to be college students, but they were in their 30s. Okay. Like clearly 30-year-olds. So they're, so they're pretending
2: to be Baylor students? Why couldn't you yeah, be,
0: like, like
2: I
1: don't know, know, electricians or professors? professors? Or, like, a professor,
0: oh. if you're trying to, like... Yeah,
2: or just, like, a townsperson.
0: Right? Like, oh why do you have to God. be college students? Um, They had brand new cars, and they were not registered at the local schools, and they did not keep a schedule that would fit with any legitimate case of, like, a student like going to class God, what? or whatever. So... They were really stupid. Whose idea um, was
1: this? This and... In... Like, who authorized this? It <laughs> was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, go be a college student. I... At, in your 30s. And then you know, I know. You can I... be a non-traditional student, but at least have the schedule of a student. Right. Right. Um. So,
0: the ATF... Um, Sorry, the the investigation actually included sending in an undercover agent to the compound. Um, he was his job was to identify David Kresh and learn what was going on. Um, the ATF obtained a search warrant on suspicion that the Davidians were modifying guns to have illegal automatic fire co- capability. So basically. What they were trying to do was take semi-automatic weapons and turn them into automatic weapons, and that is illegal. You cannot do that.
2: Oh, yeah. The bump stocks. That's awful. Yeah,
0: you cannot do that. So that was what the yeah. ATF thought they were doing. Yeah. And they had a warrant to search. Um. Former Branch Davidian Mark Barrow claimed that Koresh had M-16 lower receiver parts, which basically meant they were able to combine and turn these weapons into automatic weapons. You um, know, so that's not good.
2: No, So no. no.
0: Thus begins the raid on the compound yes using the affidavit filed by aguilera that alleged that the davidians had violated federal law the atf obtained search and arrest warrants for david koresh and specific followers on weapons charges citing that many firearms were being accumulated there the search warrant commanded a search on or before february 28th 1993 um, so in the daytime between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m., that's a yeah. big window of time. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um,
0: ATF made a claim that Koresh was possibly operating a methamphetamine lab to establish a drug nexus and obtain military assets under the war on drugs. Uh, oh my god, yeah, but 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 there were never any drugs found on this compound at any point in time before or after. So that part isn't true.
2: I wonder how that affects like trying someone.
0: Well, um, I'll tell you, uh, what they ended up being tried like later, like people who were not dead by the time this was over. So, um, Although the ATF's investigation focused on firearm violations and not on illegal drugs, the ATF requested assistance from the DEA and the DOD Mm -hmm. citing a drug connection. ATF had planned their raid for Monday, March 1st with the code name showtime. The ATF later claimed Mm -hmm. that the raid was moved up a day to February 28th. In response to the newspaper, the Waco Tribune, um, their series of articles. The ATF tried to prevent those from being published, but basically, um, like there was a lot of back and forth between the newspaper and the ATF, because the ATF were like, "Well, we're not going to tell you when we're doing this," and the paper was like, yeah. "Well, if you're not going to give us a day, then we're going to fucking publish this," which they have the right to do. Um, so but they... that
2: affects, like,
0: yeah, the but they couldn't give them jobs. Why
2: couldn't they?
0: I mean, like, I just chill. I totally get both sides. Like, as a like actual uh, investigation, like a federal investigation, um, that takes precedence. But if you can't actually give um, like Any a answer. cease and desist, which wasn't happening, then um, the newspaper has free free run. They can put whatever they want out there, um, and they did. So, although the ATF preferred to arrest David Koresh when he was outside of Mount Carmel, planners received inaccurate information that David rarely left the compound. But he did. He left all the time. The Branch Davidian members were well-known locally and had cordial relations with other locals. The Branch Davidians partly supported themselves by trading at gun shows and took care to have the relevant paperwork to ensure their transactions were legal. So these guys were known to, um, you know, not be shady (laughs) or even be a weird cult. Like, everyone in town respected their um, presence there.
2: And they weren't bothering anyone, so the people in the town didn't hate them.
0: Yeah, which I think is actually really interesting. Because when we usually talk about cults or see what cults are doing they're usually like those weirdos no one really wants to associate with um but i guess everyone in waco at this time um just assumed they were a religious cult also like i'm sorry but texas like a lot of people have guns it's It's not that weird to see people with a gun uh especially in 1993 Um, (laughs) in
2: small town Waco
0: right like it's not it wasn't weird that they had guns there okay so back to February 28th Uh, the ATF attempted to execute their search warrant on Sunday morning but the local news station KWTX were tipped off that this raid was happening and they asked for directions to the compound from a U.S. Postal Service mail carrier, who, guess what, was what? David Koresh's brother-in-law.
2: What?
0: So, that guy was like, hey, like, a bunch of news trucks are headed to the compound, like.
1: How? How?
0: Up. So, uh, How? How? I know, I, it's just so stupid. Wait, um, of
1: what wife So Koresh, was he the brother-in-law um, of? Real questions. Real <laughs> questions I have. That's a good question. <laughs> that's
0: a
2: good question. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs>
0: um, so the Branch Davidians had been... Uh, sorry. I just skipped something. Um, the undercover agent, uh, if you guys remember, that is in the Branch Davidians at this time. Um, he knew that the raid was about to happen. And later when he was interviewed about what was happening at the time, uh, he told them that they were praying, uh, so they weren't doing anything.
1: Liar, liar, pants on fire. No,
0: what do you mean? That was the undercover agent saying that. Why would he lie? Just
1: kidding. I thought it was the other, I thought it was the cult.
0: No, no, no. Um... So Branch Davidian survivors have written that David Koresh ordered selected male followers to begin arming and taking up defensive positions while the women and children were told to take cover in their rooms. Koresh told them that he would try to speak to the agents and that what happened next would depend on the agents intentions. Despite being informed that the Branch Davidians knew a raid was coming, the ATF commander ordered that the raid go ahead even though their plan depended on reaching the compound without the Branch Davidians being armed and prepared. Which we know they were. So, ATF agents stated that they heard shots coming from within the compound, while Branch Davidian survivors claimed that the first shots came from the ATF agents outside. So, basically, both sides were saying shot that the f- other people shot. So, it's first. just like... yeah. Um, a
1: normal gun shootout (laughs) right exactly
0: um it's actually suggested that um uh what may have actually happened was an accidental discharge of a weapon possibly by an atf agent that caused the ATF to respond with fire from automatic weapons, meaning that an ATF agent accidentally discharged his gun and then the other ATF agents freaked oh out and gosh. started shooting. Oh um, so really professional from the Obviously, ATF. Everything's
1: <laughs> going as planned,
0: right? Other reports claim that the first shots were fired by the ATF dog team which, this is sad, but they were sent in there to kill the dogs that the Branch Davidians had. Yeah. I guess because they thought they might be dangerous. Um, they were obviously probably, like, bigger dogs. I don't think they'd kill, like, chihuahuas. So, um so three Army National Guard helicopters were used as aerial distraction and all actually took incoming fire from the Branch Davidians, but they um, didn't return fire. And during the first shots, David Crush was actually wounded. He was shot in the gut on his left side. Um, within a minute of the raid starting, Branch Davidian Wayne Martin called emergency services pleading for them to stop shooting. The resident asked for a ceasefire, and audio tapes recorded him saying, here they come again, and that's them shooting, that's not us. Um, yeah, so the first ATF
1: casualty was an ATF. uh so
0: um he was wounded but he was able to reach safety uh an agent fired with his shotgun at branch davidians who were shooting at him until he was hit in the head and killed inside the room agents killed a branch davidian gunman and discovered a cache of weapons but then they came under heavy fire and two were wounded As they escaped, the third agent laid down, covering fire, killing a Branch Davidian. Wow. As he made his escape, he
1: hit his head. So um,
0: a report that was written after the incident stated that the Branch Davidians did not ambush the ATF and that they apparently did not maximize the kill of ATF agents, um, explaining that they were rather desperate religious fanatics expecting an apocalyptic ending in which they were destined to die defending their sacred ground and destined to achieve salvation. Okay. Um, a 1999 federal report noted, and I actually think that what I'm about to read next is um, like could be described from many cults, actually. Um, the violent tendencies of dangerous cults can be classified into two general categories, defensive violence and offensive violence. Defensive violence is utilized by cults to defend a compound or enclave that was created specifically to eliminate most contact with the dominant culture, which makes sense. Um, The 1993 clash in Waco at the Branch Davidian Complex is an illustration of such defensive violence. History has shown that groups that seek to withdraw from the dominant culture seldom act on their beliefs that the end time has come unless provoked. So what they're trying to say is the branch Davidians never would have attacked anybody <laughs> unless they were being okay. attacked. I was just
1: say, can you give me some layman's terms of what all this is? So what yeah.
2: What's the point of them having that many
0: guns?
1: Just They were gonna oh. sell them. They were gonna sell them. So they were already doing that. I mean, so their prophecy was like end of the world. So they probably were also just having guns just in case of that. Assuming.
2: What were they gonna shoot at the sky? Yeah. Where was the end of the world coming from?
1: is gonna look like.
0: Wolves. Yeah, and and I think that, I mean, because they were making money in general by selling guns um, legally. They were selling them legally. Um, it was the only thing that was illegal about all of this was making them into automatic uh-huh. weapons. Um, so you know, it all the all, of, all of the whole point is is that the Branch Davidians weren't ever going to be out there like killing random Waco folks. They were just living their own life on their own compound.
2: That makes sense, but um, they were but, still statutory raping people girls young girls
0: right um i think that that should be what people focus on (laughs) but they tend to not um
1: i just think it's interesting i always wanted to know what cults how cults make money happened no make money Um, i understand how cults happen there's a lot of money
2: involved in cults too
1: yeah like it's just interesting to um, me how much how you get money from people or you make money they're not if you're taxed either mm-hmm.
0: like um another famous cult that i really uh find interesting are the Bhagwan Sri rajneesh um so uh well that was the leader but the the cult was called the rajneeshies oh, yeah. and um they actually they had their own compoundish area but they like um, grew their own agriculture and basically like were self sustaining, but they also sold their agriculture to the local communities.
1: That's the normal um, one and had had have... I hear about. Like that's the yeah, norm like, like that they're self sustaining. So having them sell guns as a way of means to get money definitely different than what I picture a cult doing.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the raid, all these ATF agents <laughs> were pulled out of Waco um, and the FBI took over because basically like when there's any kind of mass casualties like this, like that's not the ATF's um, jurisdiction. Area. Yeah. So like um, the FBI took over and specifically their hostage rescue team which I'm going to call the HRT hurt, from now on. uh, so they were, um, led by commander Richard Rogers, who had previously been criticized for his actions during the Ruby Ridge incident. Uh, do either of you know no. what Ruby Ridge is? Yes. Okay. So I, I wrote down a quick sum- summary. So, um, Ruby Ridge is actually used a lot when talking about Waco as far as like a similar situation. Um, it was an eleven day siege up in Idaho in nineteen ninety two I think and um, there was a man named Randy Weaver, his family, and some close friends were um and they resisted agents of the u s marshals and the FBI hostage rescue team weaver had failed to appear at court for a firearms charge so that was why the u.s marshals and the fbi were at his place because they were going to get him and they knew he had weapons um and it resulted in a shootout um a u.s marshal died but also randy weaver's 14 year old son died the weaver's dog was shot And Randy Weaver's wife was killed in the raid. so Innocence died. This was a... Yeah, exactly. And what um, was actually, like, criticized about this whole entire thing, like, because this happened before Waco, and a lot of people were like, like, random folks all throughout the U.S. who were hearing about this were like, how does the U.S. government... Go into somebody's property and shoot and kill people without, like, trying to peacefully Like, like to talk negotiate. to them. Yeah,
2: that's very true. Exactly. They did just, like, go in just and, shooting.
0: Exactly. And this siege, this 11-day Ruby Ridge siege, actually ended because of civilian negotiations. Oh. Wow. Randy Weaver and the rest of the survivors ended up just walking out. So, like and all this for because he failed to show up at court
2: wow that's it that's so, what happened yeah that that's like the yep. reason why they did that at ruby ridge wow yep that's fucked up
0: well they knew he had weapons that's why there were like the u.s marshals and the fbi there but it didn't need to happen um so it's like kind of iffy uh So the whole point is the FBI hostage rescue team is led by the same guy who did Ruby Ridge. Um, So they fucked up (laughs) at Ruby Ridge and they still bring this guy in to help with Waco. So um, after that initial raid on February 28th, the Davidians had telephone contact with local news media and David Crush gave phone interviews. The FBI ended up cutting all communication to the compound. And for 51 days, communication with those inside the compound was by telephone to 25 FBI negotiators. So, um, the FBI basically said, y'all aren't allowed to talk to anybody except us. Um... The final Justice Department report found, following Waco, that negotiators criticized the tactical commanders for undercutting negotiations. In the first few days, the FBI believed they had made a breakthrough when they negotiated with Koresh that the Branch Davidians would peacefully leave the compound in return for a message recorded by David Koresh being broadcast on national radio. The broadcast was actually made, but then Koresh told negotiators that God had told him to remain in the building and wait, uh, which is stupid. <laughs> Despite this, soon afterwards, negotiators managed to facilitate the release of 19 children. So, this is really good. 19 kids do get out of there. That isn't all of the children that are in there, though. Um, 98 people remained in the yes. building, including children. That's a lot. Wow. Um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, the FBI and Texas Rangers, not the baseball team, the yeah. actual the state Texas police. Rangers. Uh, <laughs> LOL. Um, they, they interviewed the children that were released, and the children had been physically and sexually abused oh. long before 1993 um so
1: like ick so uh, long before he so the siege like, david became oh no no okay no just
0: before 93 which yeah. is okay. where we're at right now um so the like I said, the siege went on for fifty one days, so that's over two months. Where are they getting mm-hmm. food and water? Uh they they had it. They had it on their um property. Like they had three water uh, tanks on their property, like they were Okay. They were pretty self sustaining. Um they also had a ton of um uh military rations, so that's what yep. they were eating. So, yeah, because they were sense. a doomsday cult and dooms, <laughs> they, yeah. they prepare for the end times. So they got, got it that. all. Um, <laughs> so the siege wore on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the siege wore on and two factions developed within the, within the FBI. One believing negotiation was the answer and the other <sighs> believed that force was the answer. Of course. Because it's the U.S. government. Force is always the answer. you not Emily. Um. <laughs> I am not afraid. I am. uh, Increasingly aggressive techniques were used to try to force the Branch Davidians out. For instance, sleep deprivation
1: um, Um,
0: by means of all night broadcasts, a recording of jet planes, pop music, chanting, and screams of rabbits being slaughtered. No, why? Yeah. Because it's going to keep you up at night. Yeah,
2: that's fucked up. They did that to... uh... Like some fraternities do that for hazing.
0: God, what the
2: fuck? I mean, not like those specific sounds, but like sleep deprivation. Oh, you mean like by like playing oh, okay. a Okay, I thought over you meant like they over. play
0: the slaughtering of rabbits. That, that would be night like really
2: people. um like murderously intense. And I don't know if I would be okay with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would quit the fraternity in a second. Um so The armored, oh, I just skipped that. Um, Other, oh my God, can I read? Uh, Apparently not. Outside the the compound, nine Bradley fighting vehicles, which were carrying tear gas grenades. I know. uh, And five combat engineer vehicles. So basically like huge ass fucking tanks are outside of this compound. They began patrolling at all hours the armored vehicles were used to eventually destroy perimeter fencing and outbuildings and crush cars belonging to the Branch Davidians. Um, They repeatedly drove over the grave of Branch Davidians that had been killed in the raid. Isn't that fucking awful? This is, like,
2: worse than and very different than what I thought it was. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's... I'm not even close to, like... Well, I am close. I'm very close to it. But, like, this isn't even the worst thing that happens because we all know. Well, Isabel doesn't know. But (laughs) those of us that do know what happens with Waco, it's just, like, incredibly sad. So, um, two of the three water storage tanks on the roof of the main building had been damaged during the initial ATF raid. So, they only had one water tank. Eventually, the FBI cut all power and water to the compound.
2: Yay!
0: So you had to survive on rainwater and those healthy. military rations. Yeah, rainwater has, uh, yeah. like poison yes. in it. Yeah, so, uh, the
2: the like prisoners get more in jail. Kind of they get food. This, yeah, they get right clean water
0: and they claim that they were trying to negotiate with them all this time doesn't sound like there's any fucking negotiation happening I mean um well well they they and and like I said there were just two parts of the FBI like one that were like we're going to force them out of there and the other one was like hey like fucking quit it like we're trying to work with these people um Okay, so criticism was later leveled um, by one of the Branch Davidian attorneys later that the tactic of using sleep and peace, disrupting sound against the Branch Davidians. um, This is what he had to say. The point was this. They were trying to have sleep disturbance, and they were trying to take someone that they viewed as unstable to start with, and they were trying to drive him crazy. And they then they got mad because they went crazy. So, like, that's exactly what I just said <laughs> a minute ago. Like, you already think these people are crazy for being in a cult, for thinking the world's going to end, and then you're going to drive them even more crazy? Like, where is the good idea here? Um, So... Despite the increasingly aggressive tactics, Koresh ordered a group of followers to leave. So 11 more people left. And then they were immediately arrested. <laughs> and um, the children's willingness to stay with Koresh disturbed the negotiators, who were unprepared to work with the Branch Davidians' religious zeal. So on top of all this, they have... Negotiators that aren't prepared to deal with any of this, um, so that's not good either. Um, during the siege, a number of scholars who study apocalypticism isn't that interesting? Apocalypticism, like I want to, I want to yeah, study that. You should study schools that. Do you think
2: could? No one's stopping you,
0: right? Like, where would, you where would I have that? to go to school to study? That? Someone tell us. <laughs> oh my god, hope. Please don't make me go to Waco. You probably would have to, like, study,
2: like, create your own path. Um, Oh,
1: my God. Okay, so... Maybe. A a theological school.
0: Yeah, that's actually probably where they would study it. Um, because they're studying apocalypticism in religious groups, specifically. Um they attempted to persuade the FBI that the siege tactics being used by the government would only reinforce. Yeah. They would only reinforce the impression within the branch Davidians that they were part of a biblical end of times confrontation that had cosmic significance. So they were just proving their point. Like David Crush was standing in there saying they want us like, this is what God told us was going to happen. Um, You know, like, just proving the point um, that they've been saying this whole time. Um, The religious scholars pointed out that the beliefs of the group may have appeared to be extreme, but to the Branch Davidians, their religious beliefs were deeply meaningful, and they were willing to die for them. I mean, if you
1: grew up in this, if this is the only thing you know, I mean... Yep. Yep you're not gonna you're
0: you're just going to stand there and be like wow this this is exactly what they said was going to happen like this just reinforces my belief yeah in God I was and saying, how it's a that, reinforcement like i'm going to be a martyr yeah yeah um and like i said earlier a lot of these people's families have been a part of the branch dividends for several That's generations a, yeah. so i mean it's crazy. you grew up with this. yeah it's
2: been around since like the 50s
0: yeah Okay, I'm almost done. So, uh, the at the time, the newly appointed U.S. Attorney General, Janet Reno, approved recommendations by the HRT to mount an assault after being told that conditions were deteriorating and that children were being abused in the compound. So, the uh, U.S. Attorney General is like, go ahead. Um, because the Branch Davidians were heavily armed, the FBI HRT arms included 50 caliber rifles and um, tanks. <laughs> the assault took place on April 19th, 1993. So we go from February 28th
1: to April 19th. How long is that? Wow. <laughs>
0: 51 A days. Oh, so,
1: it's still, so when you said 51 days, it was
0: just... Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, the whole thing takes 51 days. So the, uh, the tanks used explosives to puncture holes in the walls of buildings in the compound so they could pump in tear gas and try to flush out the Branch Davidians without harming them. Um, but tear gas. How does tear gas not harm someone? (laughs) Yeah, tear gas is terrible. Um, I have never been tear gassed, but there are stories out there from people who have been that say it is seriously awful um and you're you're tear gassing children isn't yeah. that what this is about the children
2: okay this is like a lot of force i do not yeah. understand
0: yeah so they the stated plan called for increasing amounts of gas to be pumped in over two days wow they were going to just pump gas in for two can days can you die from tear gas uh, these people die, but um not for, not necessarily just from the tear gas, as I'll get to in a second, but it didn't help so um yeah, officially, no armed assault was to be made, and loudspeakers were to be used to tell the branch dividends that there would be no armed assault and ask them to not fire any weapons. Um, the hostage rescue team had been permitted to return any incoming fire, however. Um, But no shots ended up being fired by federal agents on this day. Um, When several Branch Davidians opened fire, the HRT's response was to increase the amount of gas being (laughs) used. Yeah. Does does this make any sense? Like, I don't... (laughs) The HRT delivered grenade fire... Uh, And very early in the morning, the HRT fired two military rounds of grenades at the Branch Davidian construction site. Around mid-morning, the HRT began to run low on tear gas rounds and asked um, the Texas Rangers for more. After more than six hours, no Branch Davidians had left the building um sheltering instead in a concrete block room within the building or using gas mash
1: of course they're doomsday (laughs) (laughs) cold so exactly
0: they're 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 standing their ground so hrt stated the tanks were used to punch large holes in the building to provide exits for those inside (laughs) okay at yeah does that seem like that makes sense okay at around noon and this is where it gets sad, three fires broke out almost simultaneously in different parts of the building and spread quickly. If you go on the drive, you can see the picture. Oh my gosh. the The government maintains the fires were deliberately started by Branch Davidians. Some Branch Davidian survivors maintain that the fires were accidentally or deliberately started by the assault. Only nine people left the building during the fire.
2: The rest died.
0: Yep. The That's remaining awful. Branch Davidians, including children, were either buried alive by rubble, suffocated by the effects of the fire, or shot.
1: Okay, so all this, Many and suffocated. you're saying, you're, hey, I'm here to help save these kids, and all the kids die, except for the 19 that... Or let go.
0: were let go. Yeah, yeah way earlier, Like though. In February. Um, yeah, yeah. So, many who suffocated from the fire were killed by smoke or carbon monoxide inhalation and other causes as fire engulfed the building. According to the FBI, um, Steve Schneider, who was um, David Koresh's right-hand man, Shot and killed David Koresh and then killed himself with the same gun.
1: Why? Was he supposed to?
0: Footage of the blaze was brought. Yeah, it was like a suicide oh, okay. um deal. So footage of the blaze was broadcast live by television crews. So, um, you know how earlier I said that I was going to talk yes. about my dad? So um, I actually forgot to talk about it. <laughs> earlier which is what I meant to but um after the February raid like actually the day of the February raid my dad um was at home and so it was on a Sunday so he wasn't working and his dad my grandpa called him and was like you got to turn on the news look at this crazy shit that's going down in Waco and like they sat there talking on the phone to one another as this was happening and my mom remembers it uh, she talks about this story all the time. Every Well, every time we talk about Waco. Um, she's like, I just, rem- I just remember your grandpa being like, oh my god, this is so crazy. This is so crazy. Um, so anyway. Um, in all, 76 Branch Davidians died and nine survived the fire on April
2: 19th. That's crazy.
0: Um there's so much I could talk about that happened after this, but I'm not going to because I'm just going to cherry pick from the important things. So Why there do was a you trial casual? For the,
2: Go ahead. Um,
0: there was a trial for the Davidians that survived, and many of them were convicted of voluntary manslaughter and using a firearm during a crime. But all of them are out of jail now, just because yeah. time has passed. Um. Whew, as you can imagine, there are <laughs> a fuck ton of controversies surrounding this whole entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, critics suggest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Critics suggest during the final raid that the pure gas was injected into the building by the tanks in an unsafe manner, which could have started the fire. Ugh. Um, while two of the three fires were started well inside the building, away from where the gas was pumped in, one of the survivors claimed, um, that damage to the building allowed the gas to spread. So all the holes that they'd been punching in, all the walls they'd been knocking down, the gas spread more easily, easily. Um, the attorney general Janet Reno had specifically directed that no pyrotechnic devices be used during the assault between 93 and 99 an FBI spokesman denied under oath the use of any sort of pyrotechnic devices during the assault. However, we know that pyrotechnic tear gas grenades had been found in the rubble immediately following the fire. So in 1999, FBI spokesmen were forced to admit that they had used the grenades. However, they claimed that these devices, which dispensed tear gas through an internal burning process, had been used during an early morning attempt to penetrate a covered, water-filled construction pit, Um, and that they were not fired at the building, even though they were found in the building rubble. Um... According to FBI claims, the fire started approximately three hours after the grenades had been fired. When the FBI's documents were turned over to Congress for an investigation in 94, the page listing the use of the pyrotechnic devices was missing.
2: Wow. A failure
0: for six years to disclose the use of pyrotechnics despite her specific directive led Janet Reno to demand an Good. investigation. Yeah. Yeah, she had to. Uh, a senior FBI official told Newsweek that as many as 100 FBI agents had known about the use of pyrotechnics, but no one spoke up until 1999. On May 12th, less than a month after the incident, Texas state authorities bulldozed the site, the site rendering further gathering of forensic evidence okay. impossible. Wow, Texas, Wow. Yeah, isn't that fucking stupid? Like is that not <sighs> uh, Okay. Um So, there was a government investigation, like I just said, the the one that she started. And I'd go into more detail about it, but basically the government claims that none of this was their fault. So. Sure. Anyway, yeah. Um <laughs> and the last thing that I'm going to say is Um, there was obviously, like, um, things that happened after Waco that were because of Waco, a.k.a. the Oklahoma City bombing. Yes. Do you know about that as well? I do. Okay. So, for those that don't know, uh, Timothy McVeigh, who bombed the Oklahoma City government building. He cited the Waco incident as a primary motivation for the bombing, which
1: happened two years on the day of... (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy
2: i had no idea uh, this is like a very different
1: view. Yeah, that's not than what i that's not what i thought was thought I, knew. I that's not what i thought the story was going to be
2: i thought they were hostile and like the government was protecting like the people and the children there but i guess not wow
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> What? Yes. So, like, this billionaire dude started a church that worships artificial intelligence. And, like, basically the manifesto that they wrote, like, it's on the website for this um, group is, it, like, says that they want to, like, facilitate um, the oncoming takeover that AI because they think that AI is going to take over the world one day and they want okay. to facilitate the relationship between like human beings and, and AI. AI That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's I was like holy shit, but I couldn't find enough information about it. But yeah, it exists. It's crazy. So
1: There is uh, I feel like there's a cult for everybody if you really try. I think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god.
0: Okay. Right. Should we end it here?
1: Yep. Peace out. Oh wait. Follow us. Yeah. Yeah. At <laughs> two girls, one scared cat. Oh. It's actually two girls, one SC. Uh yeah. and rate review please, and subscribe. Uh, yeah, please please rate and review please, like. It it really
0: does help us um and we want more people to be able to listen to our podcast and thanks to everyone who already is
1: um uh, we love you guys and see you next time bye, bye.